Hello, and welcome to UCM Radio, The Beat. You're listening to Chatting It Up, the only radio show where most of our audience is deaf. I'm Greg Burns, and joining me today, we have biology pre-med major, Grace Kennedy. Hello. But yeah, Grace, so you decided to be a pre-med major. Uh, what made you decide to being an optometrist? eye doctor an eye doctor <laughs> an optometrist yep that one yeah um well i came to ucm not really knowing what i wanted to do so i did the open options program and i found that really helpful but i was still definitely feeling a little bit undecided i was kind of between some really completely different end of the spectrum type things with optometry you know like medical stuff and um possibly publishing or being involved in like writing in books in some way and so it, those classes really helped me to decide what was going to be the most like realistic for me and what was going to meet the values that I want because I want to be able to do things like travel and have a family and all those things later on. So um, optometry just kind of fit the bill for those things. So yeah, I decided to go with that. And obviously it's a, a really great career because you get to help people. And I kind of think that it's one of the, not to say easier, but more easygoing doctor positions that you can have. I mean, you're not like in the ER helping people that have been stabbed. Um, you're not, you know, delivering humans into the world or anything like that. You're just saying, here's your new pair of glasses. I hope you have better sight. So what I'm like, that if sounds my speed. Gets stabbed in the eye, though. Well, that's what an ophthalmologist would do. So optometrists don't actually do eye surgery. They just help more with um, things like diseases that you could have, degenerative stuff that happens as you get older, um, and obviously just like prescriptions. So things like LASIK surgery or different corrective things that happen with your eye or eye emergencies, you're probably going to have to have an actual ophthalmologist surgeon go in and do that. And thankfully, I will not be doing that in the future. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's really cool. Uh, what made you decide to like specifically go for the eye doctor and or I guess you already answered that question didn't you? Um I mean it's I definitely thought about some different things in the medical realm. For a while, when I was younger, I was like, I'm going to be a pharmacist. And then I realized that I find that extremely boring. <laughs> and, adi and additionally, like pharmacists have to keep up to date constantly on what medicines are coming out, what different names they're under, like all that different stuff. And they have to know how they react with one another. So it's a lot of just kind of sitting and not interacting as much with patients, which um, I would just really rather one-on-one -on -one with people most of the time. Additionally, I'd love to actually specialize and be a pediatric optometrist. We'll see if that happens, but that way I would get to work with kids, which I think is really fun, and try and be the not scary doctor, <laughs> because I know that, you know, a lot of the times kids don't want to go and get the shot from the general pediatrician or go to the dentist and get their teeth cleaned and stuff like that, but I feel like being an optometrist is fairly unthreatening to children so I think that would be a lot of fun. Yeah and it definitely takes a special kind of person to be able to work with children because like I for one I don't think I could ever do that. <laughs> also when I was a child I was definitely afraid of the eye doctor myself. Really? Yeah I, oh, I was always no. like you know they're like oh just put your head up to this machine. Mm -hmm. I always thought they're like needles were gonna jab my <laughs> eye whenever I did that every time. Oh no. I, I still sometimes think that. <laughs> that that is just gonna be like a sneak attack. Yeah. Like you go in there and they're like oh it'll be the same as always but instead they're just like no the I, time I has come been, to remove your eyes. Me, yeah. <laughs> 
My optometrist, I remember when I was younger, I didn't have to go too much because my eyes have been pretty good growing up. They're slowly getting worse and I do have glasses now, but I just got those like a year or so ago. But my eye doctor made balloon animals when I was younger. And so that was really fun because we'd leave with like a monkey or a dog or something like that. And so I was like, this seems a lot better than the dentist. So speaking of arts and crafts with balloon animals, Mm -hmm. I know that art has been a big influence in your life. Does it still influence you to this day? Yeah, I'd say so. I really loved the classes that we were able to take together in high school. They were so much fun and our art teacher was just fantastic. Good old Mr. Meyer. (laughs) Yes, I... I think I just talked about him a week or two ago to somebody talking about how his glasses, you know, came apart in the middle with the magnets so he could like... <laughs> Those were always really cool. Yes, yeah, so I funny. was also talking about him the other day with someone <laughs> else too. I know, because describing him, it just sounds like you're describing someone that doesn't exist. Because I feel like generally when you say art teacher, you don't really picture a guy that lives in the woods and hunts and brings in deer sausage for his students. But um, but that's that sure is who he was, um, or who he is, I should say. But yeah, I had a great time in all of my art classes in high school, and I still like to do lots of creative stuff when I can. Um, obviously, my classes don't necessarily force me to do artistic stuff usually because I am having to take a lot of science-based stuff with you know like chemistry classes biology classes that kind of thing but every now and then there are kind of opportunities to to slide some artistic um, ability in there I also took a dance class last semester just for fun because I had all of my other classes were science classes so I kind of like to add something in there that's not going to be the same thing so I don't get so tired with with science all the time and I think I have art one in one of my upcoming semesters as well just to you know kind of get into my comfort zone I guess but um get out of all of the science mindset for a little bit yeah and that's really cool would you say that like because I feel like I don't know, for some reason, in like in my head, I can see a connection between it. But do you feel like there's ever like a connection between your art skills and science skills? Like, has there ever <coughs> been any sort of like, I'm good at science because I was good at this aspect of art, like analyzing details or something like that? Um, I think that sometimes it's definitely applicable. I know that, for example, I have organic chemistry next semester, and I'm not a fan of chemistry, but there are classes that I have to take, so, you know. I do it. But um, for that class, you have to do a lot of 3D imaging kind of in your head with understanding how molecules work together and what they look like, and you have to be able to draw them on a piece of paper. And a lot of times people have difficulties drawing them out or really understanding what they look like. And so I think that that will be really helpful having that artistic mindset because I can kind of imagine things in the 3D fairly well, I think. Additionally, like I'm in physiology right now, And I think that it helps me to understand how the different body systems work. For example, right now we're learning about the heart. One of the projects that I did in high school was making a heart out of wire. So I actually learned how the heart worked probably more in that art class than in my actual high school science class. So learning it now again in college, I feel like I know it really well because I literally made the aorta and I made the different veins that are coming to the heart and everything. And so I think having that artistic and creative mindset helps you to understand the scientific concepts pretty well. Yeah, and I definitely agree with all that. And that's definitely some really interesting stuff right there.
Uh, but speaking of like, you know, life on campus and whatnot, what sort of organizations are you a part of? Currently, I am only really part of Phi Sigma Pi, which is an honors fraternity. Um, it's a gender inclusive fraternity. We don't have like a, a frat house or anything like that. Um, but it's been really fun. I joined it last fall because Grace Bushmeyer actually joined the same organization at Truman and was just raving about how amazing it is, how she met so many friends that she thinks that I would connect with as well. And so she said to check it out here. And I've definitely had a pretty similar experience to her, I would say. Um, people are really friendly and they're an honors fraternity, obviously. So they really like to propagate like leadership and service and fraternity. And so we have a lot of fun to get together, but we actually do try and help and affect the community in lots of good ways. So it's a good time. Yeah, I got a lot of emails from them asking me to yeah. join, but then I was like, I, I really don't want to join a fraternity or anything like that, so I, I think I'm good. That's why um, I didn't join my freshman year either, because I'd also gotten some other emails from like national honors organizations that you just join online, and I always feel like, oh, this is like a scam. I'm not really going to get anything out of this. But after hearing kind of that personal testimonial from my very good friend, I figured I'd go and check it out. And they always have recruitment, obviously, each semester. And so you're able to, like, go and just talk to people and learn about what PSP is. And I went ahead and, you know, went for it. <laughs> but uh, it was a lot of fun, and I'm, I'm glad that I'm a part of it. I definitely did not see myself joining a sorority at any point in time just because I know that there is so much commitment with that and PSP definitely has commitment too but it's really more just like a big kind of family of friends and so it's it's been a lot of fun to work together and they have so many different like leadership opportunities within PSP as well we have different committees that do all sorts of events throughout the semester for example there's an event happening right now about how to make powerpoints and they're making powerpoints that are supposed to be kind of like humorous and then presenting them to each other and we have just a meeting each week where we go over what we're doing and yeah it's a good time. Apache does sound really cool and so Grammy Award winner Billie Eilish uh, called in wanting to know if you'd like sandals with or without socks. Oh she called in I'm sure. Yes um, we, we do have a phone you can call <laughs> us at 1-800-Druidia. I, I That's don't. A quote from Spaceballs. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think I wear sandals with socks very often. I w I'll say I've done it before, but <laughs> probably like 99% of my sandal wearing lifetime has been sans socks. <laughs> and like everyone else who sat in that chair before you, I gotta disagree. <laughs> I know so many people are gonna hate me and I'm gonna lose 90% of my followers because I only have like four people who listen to this show. Uh-huh. <laughs> But I'm going to lose you guys because I, myself, like socks with sandals. I don't think it's so bad. I, I have I chocos. Either. It's like, I, I want my feet to be warm. Uh -huh. I have naturally cold feet. Me too. I hate it. It's like, if I don't have anything covering my toes, it's going to be frozen cold, mm -hmm. even in dead of summer. And I'm like, ah, my feet are so cold. So I just need something covering them. I don't have too many different pairs of sandals, so I usually wear like flip-flops, which I'm not going to be wearing toe socks with. That's that's not my style. Um, and I have chacos, which I have the pair that doesn't have the um, like toe strap on it. So I have worn sandals with those before, but typically I just don't go for it because I also don't want my socks to get a bunch of like 
outdoorsiness on them. But I, res- I respect that, and I will remain your friend after this interview. Oh, that's nice. I've disowned everyone else who <laughs> answered questions incorrectly. <laughs> now, let's see if you can answer this question correctly, though. Okay. If you had a weekend all to yourself, how would you spend it? There's a correct answer to this. <laughs> I don't know about there being a correct answer uh, to this. The correct answer has to do with at least a 10-hour marathon of Spaceballs the movie. It's just not 10 hours long. <laughs> no, but you can watch it five okay. times. Okay, I see. <laughs> um, I think if I just have a weekend, does this include having to do homework? Is this a realistic weekend or just free time? This is free time. No like limits. Like a whole weekend, free t- like summer vacation okay. weekend kind of thing. Okay, well, first of all, I would have a lot less stress, which would be fantastic because homework really does pile on throughout the semester. I would probably sleep in really late on at least one of the days and do like nothing until 1 p.m. That's what I did this weekend actually, but <laughs> but I'd probably hang out with my boyfriend Dakota. Shout might, out to Dakota. Yeah, <laughs> shout out to Dakota Wynn. Um, but we enjoy going up to the city and doing some shopping or like going to Goodwill, just kind of hanging around and walking through a bunch of stores and not really buying anything. <laughs> but we also enjoy like going on walks or doing little baby workouts that are mostly just laying on the ground listening to music (laughs) and then the next day I would maybe see my family and probably watch some movies or Netflix with friends and family (laughs) that sounds really cool that would that would be my weekend nice no homework (laughs) that's the most important thing that honestly would make any weekend for me but my fantasy weekend is doing tons of homework like a (laughs) 10 page essay due at the end of the week and i haven't started haven't read the book that's that's how it feels sometimes i don't have too many essays anymore with my my classes but i will have like lab reports and stuff i did last wednesday have a book report due Mm -hmm. and i completely forgot about it I learned about it that morning. Oh, no. It was due at that night. I didn't read the book before that morning, <laughs> and somehow I turned it in. I, oh my gosh, I had a history class my first semester freshman year. So this was just barely pre-COVID. And in that class, we had to read three, um, I want to say some of them are fiction, but a couple of them might have been nonfiction books. I'm not exactly sure. But we had to read three books in that class and write a paper about each of them that were three to four pages, so not super long. But each one of those, I progressively stayed up later and later the night before they were due to get it done. We had to bring them in, the physical copies to turn in to the professor. And so there was no time limit on getting it turned in at 11.59. And I have a picture of like a screenshot from me finishing the paper for each one of those papers. And the first one I finished at like 3 a.m. The next one was like 4.30 and the next one was like 6 a.m. And I was like, what was I doing? I had class at like 10. <laughs> but I got them all done, and I got an A in that class. So, you know what? Sometimes procrastination works out in the end. Sadly, we can't procrastinate right here because we're going to go into a commercial break. <laughs> when we get back, we'll be hearing from Grace about her some of her thoughts from UCM. Do-do-do-do-do-do. <laughs> this is the commercial break. Da-da-da-da. <laughs>
And welcome back to Chatting It Up on UCM Radio, The Beats. We last left off hearing from Grace Kennedy about why she wanted to be an ophthalmologist. Close. (laughs) Optometrist. Optometrist. They you can just put, say eye they doctor. They put the wrong letters in the word. <laughs> uh, I am going to sue every eye doctor. If you are an eye doctor listening to this show, uh, please get me your lawyer's info. I will be contacting them. <laughs> but yeah, let's go ahead and jump on in. When we left off, we were talking about uh, what your thoughts of UCM are. So mm-hmm. let's go ahead and jump on into that. Why did you choose UCM? That's like the biggest question of all. Well, as you know, I am from Warrensburg, so that's a fairly big factor. Yeah, Warrensburg people, <laughs> I, I feel like that's not something to cheer for usually. All my Warrensburg homies, yeah. give me a shout out. No one. Oh, that's really quiet, <laughs> man. But yeah, so my, my dad actually works on campus, um, and because I didn't exactly know what I wanted to major in starting out in college, I, I found the open options program really attractive in that regard because I would have some time to figure out what I wanted to do. And UCM has so many different programs and majors that I figured, you know, if I don't want to do something here, then I can always just transfer to another college a year down the road or whatever it may be. And because my dad works here, I actually get half off of tuition. So I was like, well, financially speaking, I can go here for free (laughs) or I could pay thousands of dollars to possibly go to a school that doesn't have a major that I'm going to be interested in a year from now. So I was like, you know what, I'll just stick it out here and, um, you know, see how it goes. And yeah, I just decided to stay because they have a pre-med program here. Um, Optometry school is really expensive. And so, you know, I'm definitely going to be in debt later on. So I'd rather not be in debt now. (laughs) But yeah, it's been a pretty good experience. I have no regrets. <laughs> no regrets. Nope, no regrets. <laughs> but everyone wants to know, our whole six listener audience mm-hmm. wants to know, what is your favorite place to eat on campus? Give us the insider On scoop. campus? Yep, on campus. Uh, what is the best five-star campus restaurant you know? Um, does Hong Kong count? Yes. Then I would probably go with Hong Kong. Because Hong Kong's the best. It is that I got the correct answer for once. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you did. <laughs> Hong Kong Congrats. is amazing. Yeah, that's where my family's been getting Chinese food in town for like years anyways. That's actually what we have every New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve. Every Christmas Eve. Um, because we don't want to make food the night before Christmas. We just eat tons of Chinese food. Um, but yeah, they're great. It's like a Christmas story. Yeah. Such a great movie. <laughs> well, and most of the time, the Chinese food places are the only places that are open on Christmas Eve anyways. So it works out really well. Yeah. We don't have to do dishes that night. <laughs> My sister likes Ping's hibachi, and then I'm always like, but Hong Kong Express. I actually haven't tried Ping's. I've heard really good things about them, but... It is good, but me personally, there's like a few recipes that I just feel like Hong Kong nails down more. Yeah. Sure, the rest, the restaurant itself isn't as visually appealing. <laughs> yeah, don't food, don't eat at Hong Kong. Food Get food from Hong Kong. so much for it. Yes, I understand that. But, but yeah. yes, if you could change one thing about UCM, what would it be? Oh, that's really hard. Pink um, wallpapers in every classroom. Me too. No, absolutely not. More of a cyan person, I see. <laughs> <laughs> 
I guess for my major specifically, it would be nice to kind of have a more expanded human biology program. We don't have too much of that. We're not really known for pre-med. That being said, we have plenty of people who come here for that degree, but we don't have a giant program for that. So it would be nice to have more professors that specialize in actual like human physiology and stuff like that, just for my own learning, but a fun one <laughs> to think of. Um, Gatorade I, water fountains. Uh, it'd be fun to have an outdoor pool. Ooh, that would be nice. Because I have on and off gone to the um, intramural swim team, and they just get pretty limited with when they're able to access the pool because they have to have a lifeguard present, and they can't go to the pool if there's a basketball game going on, and just some limitations. So it'd be fun to have, you know, an outdoor space where we could have, like, a fun pool, too, where it could just be not lap swimming, but you know, having a good time once all this stuff is over. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure people are going to hate me for this too, but when I go swimming in a pool, I enjoy lap swimming. Mm -hmm. That's the part that I enjoy. Uh, Boy Scouts has an event called the Mild Swim, mm -hmm. and so I, I do the Mild Swim every year. Why would you do that to yourself? It's fun, that's why. <laughs> I enjoy it. I'm a sprinter, that's why I enjoy it a lot more than the See, distance See, and why swimming. would you do that to yourself? See, we can do this back and forth now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I would much rather swim a 50 as fast as you can rather than the mile, but um, I haven't actually been in the pool in a, in a minute now, but uh, my roommate, Josh Terrell, who you don't know. I bring you up to him, and I'm always like, you remember Greg? <laughs> and he goes, no, because, <laughs> because you two don't know one another. I do um, it to my friend all the time. I do it to Eric. I'm always like, yeah, you know, Tim. And he's like, I've never met Tim before, Greg. <laughs> who is Tim? Um, but yeah, so Josh Terrell was in um, debate and everything with with me but he's a year older so he graduated before you joined um but you would have loved him he's great that's why i always bring him up and i'm like remember greg wasn't greg so cool and he's like i don't know who this is <laughs> um you know the guy with the radio show yeah on UCM of radio, course the beat. of course hey if you um, guys aren't listening to chatting it up on ucm radio the beat you guys should um, but he's, he's the president of the swim team, so uh, I get pressured by him quite often to go to practices, but I have not made it since last semester. Cool. Out of your two years here on campus, what has been the wackiest thing you have seen so far? Oh, goodness. Um, <laughs> I, so I have never actually lived on campus. My first year, I lived at home just to save money, and then this year, I've lived in an apartment. So I haven't lived in the dorms. Um, because I think it's kind of expensive for, like, a cell block, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> um, so I was like, I could live in my own apartment for a lot cheaper. Um, so I don't have that many crazy experiences on campus, because I'm mostly just here for classes um, and some student organizations. I'll just say this. So I, I went to one of my only parties that I've been to in my life. Uh, I'm not a massive partier, but I like to have fun every now and then. So this was Halloween my freshman year, and and I went to a house party, and it was absolutely packed. Like, it was terrible. <laughs> it was awful. There were far too many people in this small, little, poorly taken care of frat house. And so uh, on this particular Halloween, of course, a lot of girls are kind of skimpily dressed, and guys are in costumes and stuff, and I was wearing 
of course, a Care Bear onesie, um, because it was literally freezing this night. It, it had snowed, like, before this, and there was ice on the ground. People were wearing, like, short shorts and, like, sports bras. But yeah, at this party, there was ice outside, and because of the house was so full, I hung out on the deck pretty much the whole night. I didn't do anything illegal. I was 18. I didn't do anything illegal, and just talked with my friends that I went with um, and watched as drunk people exited the house and slipped on the ice, thought it was hilarious, and tried to skate around. <laughs> Basically, we just watched a bunch of drunk people fall down the entire night. And girls kept coming up to me being like, oh my god, can I touch your costume? Because I was a fuzzy Care Bear. And they all thought it was quite amusing. That's probably one of the wackiest experiences that I've had. Just watching drunk people fall down, laugh, get back up, and fall down on ice repeatedly. <laughs> I mean, that's a lot better than mine. <laughs> uh, I was just going to say for mine, uh, I was in a class with my buddy Nolan. Mm -hmm. You guys on the show have probably heard about Nolan before. He's the guy that's made this great tune that you hear before and after every episode. Oh, that's cool. Shout out to my buddy and dog. <laughs> I should probably stop calling him and dog. He probably hates it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, so me and my buddy Nolan, we were in a class together. And I had to do a presentation in the class. And the night before the presentation, I shoot him a text saying, hey, can you send me a picture of you real quick? Because mm -hmm. I didn't have a picture of him on his phone. He sends me the goofiest photo ever. Doesn't ask why or anything like that. Nolan's a great guy like that. <laughs> you, you need something done, he won't ask questions. Yes. <laughs> uh, but anyway, sends me the photo, super goofy. I hid the photo underneath one of the photos in the PowerPoint presentation. Oh, goodness. And then put a, you know, an animation on it so mm -hmm. the top photo would go away. I was presenting it to the class, push the button for the animation, animation goes, and then there's Nolan right there, as big as the whole wallpaper of the screen, mm -hmm. and it's on, you know, like, like a presentation yeah. board, so like the whole wall is the presentation. Yeah. Everyone burst out laughing, and I just hear Nolan yell, that's what that photo was for. <laughs> That's pretty good. And one. then I just look at him, shrug, and go, "You never asked, dude." <laughs> but yeah, speaking of spending time together at Halloween parties, mm -hmm. epic segue right there. <laughs> what is your favorite board game to play with family and/or friends? Oh gosh, my family frequently plays Trivial Pursuit, and um, my dad and my two uncles, as well as the rest of my family, but particularly my dad, is just an absolute encyclopedia of random useless knowledge. He can't, he couldn't tell me what time I started school um, in high school, and of course we started school at the same time every day for the past like seven years probably because of middle school and everything as well and he he could not remember that school started at 7 30 in the morning but he knew the name of like one of the Beatles moms like he, he knows the most random information and so they're absolute like wizards at Trivial Pursuit and I think that I'm pretty good at trivia but um they play like the really hard version but yeah we play that game a lot which it's fun because anytime that you actually do know an answer you feel like you're a genius <laughs> yeah I mean my best Thing I've ever done in a trivia game. Me and a group of people were at trivia night, and then a question comes up, and it was, I think it was how many countries have an instrument depicted on oh their God. coins <laughs> in Europe? And I look at everyone, smile, they all look at me, 
and I was the only person who knew the answer. The answer is one. It's the Ireland Euro. They have a harp. That is such random knowledge. How are you so certain that there wasn't another country that had? Because I am a numismatic, a studier of coins. I collect <laughs> coins. I know stuff about coins. <laughs> well, that makes sense, I guess. Well, lastly, if one of our listeners is nervous about college life, what advice would you give them? So as I pointed out earlier, I haven't actually lived in the dorms during college, but I feel like I have a pretty good experience here. I think that one of the most important things about college is obviously getting involved. That's what everyone says is, you know, just getting involved. But I think it's I think it's told to people so often because it's true. So getting in at least one organization, you know, maybe an intramural sport, an art club, whatever it is, I think is so important because then you can at least find one person to kind of be your point man of, you know, this is my college friend and kind of work on it from there. Obviously, too, with having roommates or suite mates that I've had in the past through different summer activities, I think it's it's really important to try and kind of create guidelines for each other, um, decide what is or isn't going to be okay as roommates or bringing friends over or whatever it may be, kind of defining where those hard and fast no's are about sharing a room, sharing a space in general. And yeah, just trying to stay on top of homework because as difficult as it is, it just gets so much harder once you get behind. So trying to power through as best as you can, but knowing that, you know, there are tons and tons of people around you that are feeling just as stressed or just as lonely or anxious or whatever it may be as you are, and knowing that you always are able to reach out to others um, or different professionals that are on your campus. And that was very great advice, and I hope all of our listeners take that to heart. But la- sadly, that is all we have for today <laughs> in this segment. I almost said lastly again. <laughs> lastly, this is our closing. Uh, but anyway, I would like to take a moment to thank you, Grace Kennedy, for coming on the show. It's wonderful having you here Yeah, today. of course. Thanks for having me. <laughs> and everyone else, make sure to listen to our next episode to hear from yet another wonderful person here at UCM. I'm Greg Burns, and you've been listening to Chatting It Up on UCM Radio, The Beat. I definitely thought that whenever you said that you had a radio show, that it was going to be like asking the burning questions or something like that. Like, <laughs> No, nope, it's laid back. It's chill. It's cool. <laughs> no, because Burns. Oh. Like, yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I thought it was going to be. Note to self. <laughs> asking the burning questions with Gregory Burns. <laughs> has a good ring to it. <laughs> <laughs>